How's it going, everybody? Happy holidays, and welcome back to the Who That Dish podcast. As always, my name is Tyler Raymond. Unfortunately, Dame Brown couldn't make it this week, but I'm joined this week, though, by my amazing co-host, and more importantly, our analyst, Charlie Pollock. How's it going, Charlie? What's up, buddy? Uh, uh, nothing much, man. Nothing yeah. much. Glad to be back. Um, got some bad game to break down, and hopefully a positive outlook. Yeah, likewise, man. Uh, many ways, uh, it was a bad game for us. So, um, uh, penalties, just uh, we got dominated on all fronts, it seemed like, except for defense. I thought we were doing pretty well there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't too good. So, if you guys were living under a rock, um, in case you missed it, uh, last Thursday, the Saints played the Cowboys in Dallas. And unfortunately, didn't win that game, but luckily for us, we're only 10-2-0. But the final score was 13-10. Dallas had the 13. We had the 10. I'm just going to go over some quick stats. We'll really get into then all the hard opinions, our takes, what we thought about it, what needs to happen so we can improve and hopefully end the season on a positive outlook. So for the stats goes, Saints-wise, Drew Brees was 18-28. of 28. He had a touchdown and a pick. Uh, he had 127 yards. Ingram had seven attempts for 27 yards. Kamara had 11 for 36. Um, let's see. I, uh, just goes to show, too, how well the defense was playing for Dallas. They held Michael Thomas to five receptions for 40 yards, even though they definitely did hold him. Literally, if you watched the game, more than that. Um, defensive, though, that's what really played a huge part for us, uh, for the Saints. So, David Onyemata, uh not the main guy, but a guy that played a huge factor, man. Dude from Canada. He had seven total tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble. We had Cameron Jordan. What'd you say? That was awesome by him. Oh, yeah. I loved it, man. Uh, He was a beast uh, that game. Cameron Jordan had two sacks and a forced fumble. We had A.J. Klein and Taylor Stallworth both having sacks. Let's see here. And then you also had Marshawn Lattimore having a fumble. And as far as that goes, so... Let's see who led. Uh, Demario Davis, as always, led the team in total tackles with 11. As far as uh, defense, or as far as Dallas goes for their stats, Dak Prescott had a pretty decent game. He was 24 28 for 248 and a touchdown. Uh, as far as rushing goes, we actually held Ezekiel Elliott to 76 yards on 23 attempts, under 4.0 average. So that was pretty good. And uh, the most we gave up was Amari Cooper had eight catches for 75. And Michael Gallup had five receptions for 76. And uh, for their defensive stats, they got to Drew Brees a few times, even though they were pressing him the entire night. They got a couple sacks there. Um, They also had a forced fumble by Demarcus Lawrence. Other than that, though, the the stats show was a close game. It really wasn't that close when you look at what everything was happening and how the Saints were getting thrown off. And but just tell me, man, what were your initial thoughts about the game? It's funny we didn't mention it on the podcast last week, but after we got off and stopped recording, we actually all were really worried about the game. You know? Yeah, and, uh, yeah man. <laughs> yeah, man. I was like I talked it up on the pod and <clears throat> even tweeted like I really. I thought, okay, like, logically and on paper, I thought this would be a pretty good Saints win. I didn't I didn't think we were going to blow them out, like, 40 to 10. You know how <laughs> or 50-burger, like I predicted, right? Yeah, I, I thought it would have been kind of a little bit closer, but I did say 31-20. I thought the Saints would be able to keep their offense rolling and the defense would do enough to keep them at or below the 20-point mark. And 
Yeah, man. And then after we we were done recording, me, you, and we, uh, and Dayton were just kind of like, yeah, maybe you know, like all week, man. I'm telling you, because like I said on the podcast, I don't know if I said on the podcast, but I've told you guys in the past, like in this area, it's so bizarre how many cowboy fans there are. And I have a few cowboy friend cowboy uh, friends that are cowboy fans, and mm-hmm. man, they're giving me crap. And I'm like, look, I would not be surprised if you guys won. I could totally see you guys getting amped up, finding a way to beat the Saints. Like it so the fact that they lost sucked. Yeah, know? it did. You don't want to lose and you don't you don't want to lose to the Cowboys. Yeah. Um but like just the way it kind of happened, you know, it's like it was terrible. To see the offense just completely crap the bed like that was just brutal, man. I mean Luckily, you know, we're recording this podcast on Tuesday the 4th. So we've had a few days to kind of marinate and digest the loss. And by now, my feelings are a little bit different than they were after the game. After the game, or during and after. I mean, I was so angry. Like, Oh, me too. How how the hell could you guys do this? Like, it's not like they got into a good battle and lost. They, they, They crapped the bed, literally. Yeah. Like, defensively, I thought our, our guys... And one of their best performances, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did what they have been doing lately that has become our strength, which is getting after the quarterback and creating turnovers and keeping the you know the running game at bay. And we did we did all that. It just continued, man. Seven sacks, two fumble recoveries, you know, and that fumble that Cam Jordan uh caused at the end of the game, you know, the the Cowboys set us up to win. Set us up to win, and it saved us because they were they were kind of on a roll there, and we got lucky that drive because Dak missed a wide open uh, gallop on a hitch and go that Eli Apple just got completely destroyed on, and uh, and that and Cam man Super Cam comes up with a huge sack strip, even though he was being held too, like yeah, being chokeholded. Absolutely, man, and oh man, it's like. And all the support we've thrown behind Breeze to get his to get his MVP, and and I don't know if that loss is going to take it away from him. I think he was the front runner before that game, and now I I don't know if he still is. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't, um, yeah. because you played like you played like absolute garbage all game. And I know that the True. line <clears throat> the line didn't show up. You know, the middle of the line, Unger, Warford, and Pete were just getting the crap out of them. All all night. Ryan Ramchick had a bad game, which he doesn't usually have bad. bad. Yeah. It looked like the receivers and Drew weren't on the same page. It looked like Camaro was not on the same page with Drew on some of those option routes. And but having said all that and all that happening, you get yeah. you get the ball back. The defense does their job. There's two and a half minutes left. So you got the two minute warning and you've got the timeout, which for Breeze against any defense is an eternity. Yeah, for real. Yep. And you expect us. I at that point, I was like, okay, I've been compl- incredibly angry all night, but this is going to end by Breeze driving on the field and scoring a touchdown, and all is going to be yeah, well. And I'm not redemption. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, the other thing in my head was, okay, at, at the very least, you know, Will Lutz is going to send this to overtime. Yeah, we'll tie it. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, and it just didn't happen. And Breeze Breeze throws that you know terrible pick, and and you know. When Breeze is at his the top of his game, he's even he still do a weird game like that, man. Like yeah. where he throws some, some weird throws, things are just not there, and and it looked like the offense at least was hung over. You a know? little bit, yeah. Like, 
<laughs> like, it, I mean, in, in reality, it looked like the team just did not put in a, a good week of practice. I was actually waiting for that. I was waiting for Peyton in his post game to say, yeah, you know, I, I really didn't like our week of practice. Um, it just mm-hmm. looked like all around, like Peyton wasn't, didn't have a good game plan. It looks like the, like the team wasn't prepared. It was just nasty, man. It was just gross, just gross football from an offensive standpoint. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's why you play the game, man. You know, the great Herm Edwards line is you play the game. You play, I don't care what the paper says. I don't care who's lining up across who. You got to show up and play the game because on any given yep. Sunday, Monday night, Thursday night, doesn't matter. Anybody can beat anybody in the NFL. And Literally. the Saints got caught sleeping. We got caught completely underestimating the Cowboys. And the Cowboys um, got off a good win. And – uh but you know, I'm I'm kind of happy that 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 game happened is now not... versus in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean it's pretty cliche to say, but you know, last year when the Eagles were going on their crazy run and they were on their way to a Super Bowl and they're mauling everybody, they kind of laid a dud at the end of the season in Seattle, um, who, who was not having a good year last year. Seattle uh, whipped them pretty good. I think it was like 24 to 10 or something like that. But it was a pretty lopsided victory for the Seahawks. And the Eagles were able to kind of regroup and go win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I I would hope that that, you know, these guys are professionals and they're not, they're never going to admit, you know, that we needed a makeup call. Cause you know, even Lattimore said that there is, there are no makeup call or make um, wake up calls. It's all, you know, every Sunday you got to, or every game you got to show up ready to play. But I don't know, deep down to me, it, it really feels like this is just one of those games that hopefully resets the focus of this team gets us off of our pedestal. You know, we're not untouchable. We're not that good. We're not the great, you know, the greatest team ever. We're a really good team in the 2018 NFL season. And hopefully that loss, you know, refocuses us and gets us back on track and back to back to winning football. I agree. It's funny, you know, when like, you know, someone's what you said about the Eagles, look back when the Saints won their first Super Bowl. Obviously they weren't perfect. Last three games of their season, and it's kind of a coincidence, kind of not. I mentioned it, mentioned it to you, and you're like, man, don't think about that. But their three losses came to the Cowboys, the Panthers, and the Bucks. Our two losses this year have come to the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Maybe we'll lose to the Panthers when the Super Bowl again going 13 and 3. I don't know. But sometimes it takes a slap in the face to wake you up. But um, some of the things I noticed, I guess, obviously the bad officiating on both sides. We can get into some of the calls in a bit. Yeah, they were just getting beat. Like, I, we say it all the time. Everything on offense, defense, it's one of the trenches. It's one through that line. And, for example, uh, at the very beginning of the game, I forget which quarter, how many minutes left. It was a fourth goal, a fourth and goal. Our offensive line got no push, and Kamara didn't get into the end zone. And because the offensive line didn't get any move, uh, didn't push anybody, we just couldn't do it. And the thing about that was, too, if we took the points, we would have been tied at the very end. But that's just one play. Another thing, I don't know, to me, I felt like we didn't establish the run game enough. I mean, sure, Dallas is a good defense, but, you know, what's caused us to be so successful this year has been a nice compliment, a nice tandem of Drew Brees handing it off. Drew Brees throwing it to Ingram. Drew Brees running it or, you know, giving the ball to the running backs so they can run it. And I just figured, I don't know, I felt like the offense was so simple. It almost felt like a deluded version of themselves, you know, versus the Cowboys. Yeah. Some other people were noticing that too, you know, but. 
Yeah, I love I mean, what the defense was doing though. Yeah, the, the the running was not good. I mean, it was we were right around a three and a half, you know, yard yeah, carry type. Attempt, yeah, and it's not like we were getting blown out, so we didn't have to bail out on the run, but we only ran the ball like eighteen times. I mean, that's yeah. you know, Drew threw the ball twenty eight times. Um, yeah. and only completed he he completed the same amount of passes that we had run attempts. That's crazy. Which yeah. is just not that is not New Orleans football. I don't care if it was any of our seven and nine teams. I don't care at all. I mean, this hands down was one of the worst losses in a while. The had. worst offensive performance, hands down, no comparison. Uh, of the Drew Brees, Sean Payton era yeah. version of the Saints, the worst offensive performance. And it looked, it was horrible. Oh my gosh, they were like almost like a laughing stock, you know. And but it just nothing worked. Nothing worked. I mean, yeah, literally, the guys were dropping balls. Um, the line was getting tossed all over the field. And look, I get it. the The Cowboys are a good defense, man. They're yeah, actually they were flying the, to the ball too. Yeah, they were, yeah. Those they linebackers were really those, good last that night. Yeah, the, the the linebackers really match up well versus the Saints because they can run with the running backs, and a lot of run, a lot of linebackers in the NFL can't. So then, how do you cover them? Do you use a safety? If you use a safety, that's going to open up things for the wide receivers, you know. And our running backs can beat a lot of safeties, and it, it really creates a problem when you can't cover um, these wide receiver type running backs with a linebacker. It opens up yeah. so much stuff versus that defense and. The the Cowboys at least that night looked like a team that can do that and mm-hmm. and you know I believe that Peyton will also take from this film you know what what didn't work and if we do see them again I think you'll see I like, hope we do I uh, really hope we yeah do. I, I do too man I I really that's a team that I want to see in the second round of the playoffs like yeah I, I fully expect us to have a first round bye I, I would you know. Anything can happen. We can completely crap our pants the rest of the way. Let's hope not. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't expect that to happen whatsoever. I just know that something crazy is possible. But I expect us to get the at least the second seed, probably the second seed, just because yeah. of the way our schedule is versus the Rams. The Rams have the most cupcake schedule for a good for a good team that that has happened ridiculous in a really long time. Yeah. Uh, so second round of the playoffs, I'd like to see them. You know, I, I don't want to see the Seahawks. <laughs> that's a team I do not want to play because yeah we we have a, a very interesting history against them. Let's just hope it's not them. I don't want to see the Bears really, either. Man, they're finding their stride and they're kind of back to that um you know that that the history that magic Russell Wilson led offense and well it they're, they're running the ball again you know yeah and they're playing good defense and with yeah, like no name people too. This isn't a Seahawks podcast, but. <laughs> say that I that's a team yeah that I I just do not have any interest in playing um yeah. I don't like the Bears either I don't want to play them either I don't want to play the Bears um the only thing that kind of uh, the only thing about the Bears is they don't run the ball at all yeah and, and we do run the ball well the Bears the Bears have a good defense but they don't have like you know their their defense is is good because they can get after the quarterback and create turnovers and then score off of those turnovers. Yeah, it's not. They're not they're not like old school Bears defenses where, you know, they shut down the running game and um you know, they 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 do a good job against the run, but I think it's more so because of 
um, you know, creating turnovers and the score kind of kind of getting out of hand. I mean, I, I could actually that's completely wrong because they're <laughs> they're they're actually second in the league in yards per game behind us. They're second in the league behind us uh, for yards per attempt. So you can cut out everything I just said about the Bears. <laughs> they can stop the run. But yeah, yeah you're right. So that's why it's even more important for us to keep winning because I don't want to go to Chicago in January. No, uh, same, man. And you know what's crazy? Going back to the Dallas thing, you know how, like, I don't think it was talked enough about. I think it would have been if the Saints won the game. I don't think anybody's really talking about the defense just on both sides because the Saints did their part on defense. Like, I, I was listening to the game. It's funny. At one point, I was just so upset. I'm like, Dad, please, mute the TV. I don't want to hear these announcers. Oh, jeez. You guys can hear. You guys can go read on Twitter what I said. Um, I, I was saying some inappropriate stuff about how Me the announcers too. love the Cowboys, apparently. But they practically said that because of this win and how they were all flying to the ball, especially their linebacker, Leighton Van Der Esch, he practically deserves to be the defensive player of the year now. But, man, that was a crazy defensive game. And it's funny, you know, everybody was, like, talking about all the power, uh, you know, all the top offenses and how this is going to be, like, an offensive kind of playoffs. But, like, you're starting to have defense a little bit uh, show up. And it's sort of weird, you know. Yeah. We all thought defense was dead, but I guess not, you know. Yeah, no, our our defense really – Coming up. Up. I mean, what was what was kind of annoying about the defense and something you didn't really see in the stat line and part of the, the I mean, the box score and part of the reason the box score was the way that it was um, was due to the two turnovers we got. You know, the Cowboys were on a pretty good drive when Amari Cooper fumbled the ball and we recovered it. And then they were on a pretty good drive when Cam Jordan got the sack strip fumble towards the yeah. end of the game. Um, and that that kind of skews the stat the the box score a little bit because yeah that's that's like quintessential bend but don't break defense there were drives on defense during the game that were just getting on my nerves it was like oh, me too three yard run so second and seven four yard pass so what is that third and three and yeah. then three yard run by zeke first down and it was like yeah that God, just get well, us. then they'd be explaining eli apple right Right, or Eli Apple uh, gets caught. Like a bonehead move. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Like, ugh, yeah, that that was driving me. That was dri- that Those drives were driving me nuts. And Eli Apple, he had a rough night, man. And you yeah, know what? Credit to, to to Jason Garrett, the clapper, for for knowing that he's sort of a weak link back there in, in targeting. Because, yeah. you know, Marcel Lattimore is a legit shutdown corner. At least he's, you know, supposed to be. And, uh, and um, you know, defensive rookie of the year last year, so teams aren't really going to target him as much, and that's that's expected. Yeah. Man, Eli Apple, dude, you, he, he did kind of settle in the game, though. I'm being a little rough on him, but he, he yeah. did settle in, in the game. Sometimes we have to be a little rough. But um, that being said, though, <laughs> the one part we really have to mention, the, the penalties and the refs, man. I think, obviously, the Saints fans are all going to go how we, you know, we didn't get the right calls or things went wrong for us, you know, against the refs. But things were wrong for Dallas, too. There were a couple of plays where the Saints got away with stuff, where uh, a different player, possibly like a Saints, would, like, hit a face mask or something or would be holding or anything. But just tell me, man, what do you think of all the penalties, for example, and all the, the officiating between the refs, you know? Well, the, okay, so, you know, I, I'm trying not to be biased as a Saints No, you're fan. good. But they were 
so many missed calls, man. So yeah, many missed terrible. calls, and and so many missed calls that we didn't see as fans watching on TV. Like it seemed when you when you go back and you watch the all twenty two, the coaches' film, and you can actually see the whole damn field. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of plays where the the Cowboys defensive backs were getting away with just murder. Thomas, it was terrible. Holding um, illegal contact some pass interference they just didn't call all night and i think that's why we as saints fans got irritated with that Lattimore call at the end it's like oh yeah, that no, killed 100 that's pass interference but you weren't calling it like that all game yeah you weren't calling it like that all game i mean yeah he didn't yeah, turn I'm, his head around you know yeah if he turns his head around you don't call that at all so that's just bad technique all around by Lattimore. but you know they're yeah, Thomas drew what two penalties? He should have drew probably eight. He know, should have drew. They were, they were all probably, over him. Probably on a on a good day, probably five. And yeah, and that Camara hit that that killed me. Just disgusting, man. Oh Absolutely disgusting. Like, and what makes that hit so gross is the fact that there's a ref right freaking there, man. He it happened the week there. before too against the was it the Redskins or yeah Jordan Reed, man. The yeah, title, you know, has the same player. thing happened. They didn't call it. Yeah, and Jordan Reed has a long history of concussions, man. And that's the kind of guy that, you know, if you're going to hit him up high, you need to get flagged for that. Look, I'm an old-school football guy, man. Oh, you're good, man. I I grew up playing football. I started playing football, tackle football with pads when I was seven years old. I played for 10 years. And so I'm all about, you know, big hits and and all that. I get it, the the wussification of the NFL. I, I totally get all that. But these are the rules. These are the rules that were passed. By the competition committee and enforced. So if those are the rules, enforce the rules. He didn't yeah. just lower his head to initiate contact with Kamara. He, he targeted Kamara's head. There was no reason for him to hit him high like that. And yeah. honestly, like you're never taught to hit like that. It's you're terrible. not. You're taught to see what you're hitting. Hit, wrap. With lowered your, his head and ran at him. Right. Well, he lowered his head and hit and, and targeted Kamara on the. On the side, the upper side of his head. I mean, that's concussion, you know, real estate right there, man. Yeah. And uh, well, luckily, he came back into the game. Yeah, I was worried fun. because he came up slow. You know, he was kind of shaking his head a little bit because he just got his bell rung. But yeah, man, that that was not cool at all. Yeah, <laughs> not cool for the refs to to let that one let that one slide. Yeah, and they were flying to the ball too. So I think you know, part of it is just like maybe they're coaching. You know, just like immediately get to the ball, but still like. Like you said, the technique, you know, it's just got to be worked on, you know, because the NFL at the very end of the day, try, uh, they try to make everything as safe as it can be, you know, and when stuff like that happens and then you have a ton of people noticing it doesn't look good for them, you know, it doesn't look good for the Cowboys, but yeah, yeah being said though, it doesn't, doesn't yeah, look good for sure. But, um, with that being said though, was there anything else you'd like to talk about for the Cowboys or should we get into some... Uh, Buccaneers preview. Uh, no, man. Look, the Cowboys, I understand they're a team that's playing kind of hot. Yeah. But they do not have uh, an offense that can take them very far in the playoffs. Um, that offense is not very good. If if you can limit Zeke like the Saints did, you know, you want to talk about blueprint. If anything, the Saints kind of com- provided a blueprint for the rest of the, of, of the league to slow them down and hold them to 13 points. You limit Zeke. And get after Dak because Dak holds onto the ball, man. I mean, yeah, he does. Seven he sacks, mistakes doing that. Seven sacks, like, like three turnovers. Right? Yeah. I mean, 
that's not all because our back end coverage was awesome. It's just, it's just he of, takes forever. Yeah, he holds on to the ball. He's not a really good pack, pocket quarterback. He needs to be more of a read option or RPO, as cliche as that term has become. He needs to be one of those kind of guys more so than, than anything. Mm-hmm. But, but no, man, I'm glad we can finally put this this Cowboys game to rest. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I, I really hope it was a learning experience of hopefully how not to prepare to play an NFL football game. And we get this little this little buy that, uh, you know, preparing for the Bucks. who I would advise the Saints, and I'm sure they know, not to sleep on, man. The Bucks oh, are the just one. For sure. You know, and it's funny. So, yeah, week 14, the New Orleans Saints uh, go to Tampa to go play the Buccaneers. Of course, if you guys didn't remember week one, was the first loss of the year. Uh, we were home and lost to the Bucks. Yeah, but the Bucks right now are five and seven. We're ten and two. I'll just read some quick stats for you guys. So, uh, of course, these could be a little bit obscured just because of you know the uh, literal uh, crap the bed performance uh, the Saints offense had. But right now, uh, the stats show on the Saints app that for regarding the New Orleans Saints, their offense and defense, they're third in points per game, they're sixth in yards per game, eleventh in passing yards per game, and rushing yards per game, they're ninth. Then on the defensive side, they're 13th in defensive points uh, points allowed per game. Yards per game, it's 16th. Passing yards per game, they're 30th. And rushing yards per game, they're first. And then for Tampa, uh, you've got, for their offense, uh, they're 10th in points per game. They're first in both yards and passing yards per game. It's pretty crazy there. And rushing yards, it's 26. But their defense, it's pretty terrible. They're 30th in points per game. Yards per game, it's 27th, 28th in passing yards, and rushing yards, they're 21st. So, Charlie, let's start off with you, man. Yo, what's the first impression when you see this game? You know, like, you know, Tampa, they're back. We haven't played them since week one. We sort of uh, underestimated them, you know, a bit when we played them the first time. But what are you expecting out of this performance uh, coming up in five days? So I expect the same. Yeah, we still got a little bit of ways to go. But I expect the Saints to bounce back, uh, play better. Me too, man. And and get a win. I mean, Tampa is not a place that's all that friendly to us. I was um, going back and forth with uh, good buddy Gabe on Twitter, and he he said, you know, it feels like we just um, don't play well in Tampa, and that kind of got me thinking a little bit. And I looked it up and. And and because we just kind of don't we don't really play well in Tampa and I think the last time uh, last time we won there is uh, was December thirteenth, twenty fifteen. We Tampa is not a place where we <laughs> play Jeez, that well. So a while ago. so we haven't won in Tampa in three years. Um, part of that is because we just you know didn't really have great football teams. L- last year was just last year's cool. Tampa game. I was at that game and it, it almost felt like. Obviously not as extreme and sacks and well, yeah, but what I was going to say is not as extreme as the Dallas game, but one of those games we kind of took, we kind of took the opponent lightly, which is Mm -hmm. bizarre because it's a, it's a division opponent and you would expect us not to do that. But yeah, I mean, we get five interceptions on defense and, and we still lost the game. You know, that was, you know, and you even get a, even get a kick return from Alvin Kamara that game. We still lost. So, I mean, Offensively, man, the Bucks can hang with anybody in the NFL as long as um, Jameis Winston is is not turning the ball over. When you get him in his turnovers, then then you can really pile it up, and that's how they go on those losing skids. But you know, if that's in order, that the Bucks can score with the best of them, so it, it'll be a good game. I mean, I don't know what the lines are yet. It's it's Tuesday, so I haven't, 
haven't really looked at them. I could pull them up real quick, but okay. You know. I was gonna say for me, I guess what I'm expecting from the game, I think it's gonna be a high offensive scoring game. Like we mentioned, you know, uh, the Buccaneers' offense, they've got a lot of weapons. Uh, uh, they've got a lot of weapons. They match well against us. You know, they know us pretty well, considering, again, they're a division opponent. The Saints, they, of course, have a lot of weapons. I'm curious to see, really, if Toronto Armstead is going to be back. We know he's missed a few weeks. I think it's been close to a month now uh, with his pack injury. So I'm curious to see if he comes back and if we even play him, because I would love to see him healthy uh, for the playoffs. But with that being said, though, I think the defense – um, you know, like I mentioned with the stats, uh, it's a good evaluation of them. I mean, the defense really doesn't play well, and Drew Brees knows that team really well. He can carve them up when he's having a great day, like a surgeon. And I'm curious to see how our defense does. You know, and despite the loss last week, the defense was definitely the highlight. If we're looking at the positives, and hopefully, hopefully everything goes well for us, and hopefully, maybe it could be maybe like a, a 14, 20 point win for the Saints. If I'm being optimistic here. Because if the defense locks down and the offense picks it up and actually does a lot better than last week, hopefully it could be a, a lopsided win in the Saints' favor. But um, Yeah, I mean, if the Saints play yeah. the way that they're capable of playing on both sides of the ball, it'll be an easy yeah, win. It should be a double-digit win. It should be a double-digit win. But, you know, um, this is one of those show-me games, man. You you, you got – Show me they're capable. Yeah. You got uh, smacked in the mouth. By the uh, the Cowboys last week, and you know how are you going to go forward? Are you going to, you know, go to a, go to the Bucks and kind of eke out a, a win on the road? Or are you going to drop another loss? Or are you going to put it all together and kill them? Here's the one thing I'll say: mm-hmm. uh, looking at the weather report in Tampa, you know, Florida rains all the time. There's 80 percent chance of rain on Sunday Jeez. as of as of Tuesday the fourth. You know, it's Florida, so that could totally change, man. Yeah. Um, you know, and that might limit some of the aerial attack that we do, and and it might turn into more of a muddy ground and pound. So we'll, we'll have that's one thing throughout the week and the weekend. We'll have to monitor is the weather down there, and and then see you know what kind of adjustments we're going to make. I I don't know how much you tweak a game plan based off weather. I mean, you have to factor that in, you know, mm-hmm. at least some point because it's not like you're playing in a dome, for example. So yeah. Uh, interesting there you know? yeah yeah i mean you know the the bucks just played the panthers last week and and they surprisingly they, won well they they played the game a good game you know Jameis didn't turn the ball i watched some of that um i was back mm-hmm. and forth between that and uh cheering for the ravens to beat the falcons which they did awesomely yeah, yeah that was great that was great i mean mm-hmm. the falcon stadium was empty again and then oh. you still have Falcons haters on Twitter, like uh, Jenna Thomas, like Day- uh, Dayton was telling me, um, saying how, oh, yeah, the Falcons have more fans in their stadium when it's literally empty every year or every game uh, versus the Saints. It's very funny how petty they get uh, when they know they have a losing season in front of them. But uh, continue what you were saying, though. I just had to pull that up. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, and also part of, the, part of that Falcons uh... – stadium issue i saw someone someone a falcons fan tweeted it and it was something along the lines of the psls and a lot of the tickets were purchased by companies so that you know the tickets were purchased from the falcons so that it appears as though a certain amount of fans went to the game although that doesn't mean the fans went to the game and you can't tell me that that stadium gets fulled at 90 or 95% capacity because it's never that high. Exactly. In fact, 
The only time I've ever seen it high was the uh, Atlanta's MLS team um, sold that place out, and that place was rocking, man. I mean, it was that was awesome. Atlanta. The one thing I do respect about the city of Atlanta is that MLS soccer team is awesome, and they're an, they're an expansion team. But it's just really? hilarious to see you know a soccer team, which is not a very popular sport in America compared to the NFL, fill that brand new beautiful stadium up with crazy loud fans. But the Falcons just can't do it. It's um, very funny. So, the Falcons you get taking a loss in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the. Uh, the 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 Bucks put together a good game versus the Panthers. Jameis did not turn the ball over. He was careful Docker. with the ball. He made good throws. Um, they ran the ball okay, and they got they got after um, Cam Newton. Man, I mean the one safety I forget his name. It's escaping me right now. But he had three. He, had, he alone had three interceptions against Cam Newton. Jeez, you know they're playing hard yeah. right now, man. And that's that's a team that that really doesn't have a shot at the playoffs. I mean they would need a miracle to happen, but they're they're playing hard. So the Saints. Hope together. Hope, hope we can put together a good game plan on offense, and the defense keeps rolling to to get a win. Exactly, man. I absolutely agree with you. You know, and uh, it's funny it was escaping me a bit ago, but I I just remembered it now. You know, um, Mike Evans, Sean Jackson, they've got a bunch of guys. You know, and I think uh, it's fine. I'll ask you it in a bit, but I I think the X factor for me right now is on the secondary level. How are we going to see the Saints hold up against all those weapons? You know. And I would love to see maybe like another Eli Apple turnover or a Marshall Lattimore turnover. That'd be cool. But just, I would love to see how they perform. I think obviously, you know, we expect a bit from the defensive line, but hopefully they should deliver. I think on the offense, if they don't underestimate uh, Tampa and they get things rolling, actually decide to run the ball with both of their amazing running backs. Um, hopefully it'll be a good game though. But how about you though? What would you say your X factors are for the Saints right now going into this game? X factors for the Saints are going to be um, Eli Apple. Absolutely. Uh, on defense, I'll, I, you know, I'm going to put a lot of focus on him because you've got, like you said, some pretty solid wide receivers coming at you with yep. two really good um, tight ends that can that can that can get after it, man. So. Eli Apples hope hopefully steps up, you know, and I'm not I don't mean play at the level of Marshawn Lattimore, but play at the level of not getting penalties called on you all. Again. Exactly. Turn right. your head around, please, Lattimore. Turn your head around. Be confident in your coverage. Be confident in your technique. You know, don't don't uh, don't panic and um, and and grab on. You I mean just just yeah. stay the course. Do your thing. Yeah, and. Uh, and then on offense, you know, last last year when we went there, Kamara had a huge, huge game. He had that long yeah. kickoff return. He scored a couple other touchdowns. Um, so, but you know, my X factor is going to be who is it? Who's the other wide receiver that's going to reemerge again? You know, it was, yeah. it was there was nobody stop. last week. Um, the week before against the Falcons, we had the the four the four young guys. Andre uh, guys, yep. Yeah, so who who's the other wide receiver? I, I think um, Michael Thomas does his thing again. I think he's right back on track this week. So who who's the other guy? Is it going to be Traquan? Is it going to be Kirkwood? Is it going to be Austin Carr? Is it going to be Dan Arnold up the scenes? That's what yeah. I'm looking for. Me too. You know, and it, it's funny. You know, we've seen it all throughout Drew Brees' career. You know, like he can throw it to everybody. You know, he makes bad guys look good. You know, like I, I think it's just a matter of who's going to step up, who's going to make the plays. I, I think on offense, hopefully we should be fine. You know, on defense, I'm curious to see 
Uh, I, I bet on the line. I, I'm curious to see if Devonport has a big game, you know, because he's back for a couple weeks now. I'm curious to see, you know, what uh, Rankins and Jordan does. I think hopefully they they produce a bit. I, I'm really curious to see how the linebackers do versus all the weapons. We Obviously, we know that tomorrow Davis, the man, the legend, the dude that's been stepping up for the defense and making a bunch of plays, leading the team in tackles, all that good stuff. He's been doing things, but I think hopefully it should be a good game, though. I mean, was there anything else that you really wanted to think before we get into, or say, for that matter, uh, before we get into score predictions? But mm, No, I mean, yeah, like we've been saying and kind of beating, beating it to death is this just <laughs> has to be a good get-back-on-track game. You know, Absolutely. obviously we would love to go down to Tampa and roll up 40 points and get a, get a huge win. That would be the best-case scenario. But yeah. go down there, battle it out, get a win, come back home, and prepare for a uh, you know, Monday night matchup against the Panthers. Yeah, that's going to be a great game, too. But um, I agree, man. We, we say a lot, but it has to happen. You know, with this team, sometimes we can be a bit critical. But in the end, you know, we're diehard fans. You know, we're passionate. We like to analyze them. And, oh, my gosh, score predictions. This should be fun. I, I don't think the, the Saints are going to lay a 50-burger on the Buccaneers like they totally didn't do against the Cowboys. Um. I'm going to say they win maybe like 30-17. I'm going to say their offense does enough. Their defense does enough. I think it'll be a good win. Uh, Dayton this week uh, didn't really have a score prediction, but he's on a carnival cruise in Catalina right now. So uh, instead of his score predictions, how about you guys just go check out all of his amazing photos on Twitter. Yeah, but, uh, hang in there. Uh, <laughs> hang in there, Dayton. We're really pulling for you, man. <laughs> yeah, right. I know he really wants to get back and uh, give his analysis, but I'm sure he'll be able to do that once he gets back. But how about you, man? What were you thinking for score predictions? How do you think the Saints performs? Do they actually end up, um, like you mentioned it, do they actually end up playing at the best they can be and really changing things around? I think that we get close to where we were before. I think, like, getting smacked like that, it's almost like an injury where – Mm-hmm. you kind of recover from it and i don't i don't think we're fully recovered you know unless oh, we want to be like uh adrian peterson coming back from a torn acl and then leading the league and rushing next year that would be the equivalent of us going down there and winning 40 to 10 that True. would be awesome but i don't think that happens i think the bucks are better uh than their record you know they're more talented than what their record would lead you to believe yeah i agree on the road I agree. tampa's a place we haven't played well as of late like i said earlier we haven't won there in three years um it's gonna be rainy that's my hunch i mean the 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 forecast now says it's gonna rain so i'm gonna stick with that because it's florida and it always rains Mm -hmm. in florida especially now um so i'm gonna say we kind of we kind of dog it out a little bit and i think that i think the saints win um i'll go 26 to 20. Oh, okay. It's an eight-point huh. spread right now. So really, okay. Yeah, I, I checked that up when we were when, when you were talking, and, and it's Tuesday, so it's it's it it's, it's eight points today. It could be it could be six by Sunday. It could be ten by Sunday. We'll we'll see. I, I think some of that usually is changed by the injury report that comes out Wednesday, and then subsequent injury reports throughout the rest of the week. So yeah, you know, I'm thinking twenty six twenty. Um, and I'm calling on Demario Davis to get his first interception as a Saint. Hey, you gotta keep and, on calling. Maybe eventually it'll happen. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And, 
and Marcus Williams to get another one. He got him last year in the end zone right in front of where I was sitting. And hey. so those are my two guys on defense. I, I Earlier, my X factor was Eli Apple just because I think he needs to have a really good bounce back game. But I think that DeMario Davis and Marcus Williams will each pick off Jameis Crablegs Winston. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I really want Davenport to step up. I, I want Davenport uh... – my prediction is Devonport will get a uh, what Cam Jordan did against the Cowboys. He'll get a, a sack, strip, fumble. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he'll get the recovery, but that's what I want Devonport to do. Yeah. And uh, just for you, Dayton, we made you proud, dude. So um, yeah. But oh, one more thing too, guys. Uh, make sure, please, if somehow, some way, the Saints don't make the Super Bowl, which I highly doubt is going to happen. Um, please vote them to the Pro Bowl. Right now, we have a bunch of guys leading their category. And leading their position, or at least like top five, top ten, bunch of people. Justin Hardy, Will Lutz, Thomas Morstead, all the guys on defense, offense. Please send them to the Pro Bowl. That's dope. I've been voting a few times. So how about you, Charlie? Have you been, have you been voting at all? Or I voted, yeah. I voted for the guys. Um, hey, that's awesome. I voted for the guys, but I don't expect to see any of them there, right? Because isn't the yeah, Pro Bowl exactly. after the Super Bowl? Uh, I, yeah, I, th- I think it's before, after. It, it's near the Super Bowl. That's all I know. Actually, no, never mind. The Pro Bowl is before the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I don't expect any of our Saints to make it to the Pro Bowl this year. Unfortunately, they won't be getting that Pro Bowl bonus. They won't be going to Orlando, Florida to play yeah. in it. Uh, it's just in, one of those years because the Saints will be preparing to play for the AFC team. Yeah, yeah. It'll be uh, Breeze, Breeze Brady Super Bowl, the Super Bowl that everyone's been, been asking for the last 10 oh, yeah. years. Ooh, it's funny. My dad, um, he doesn't he 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 despises Brady. He respects him a bit, but he's so worried now with the Steelers losing and then the the whole Kareem Hunt situation in Kansas City. He's worried that the Patriots are gonna somehow get the first seed and uh, it's gonna be a Saints Patriots Super Bowl. But I would love to see Drew Brees beat Tom Brady just so he could like be known as the ultimate goat you know like he's beaten so many great quarterbacks in the playoffs so just gotta add another one to the list you know but yep i agree man that would be that would be uh the most desired afc opponent in my opinion for breeze to beat you know me too and and there's some other afc teams that i don't want to play like I don't want to play the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Neither do I. <laughs> um, the Steelers can hang with the Saints offensively, man. And they're There's, a defense. They've got some good players. Yeah, they get after the quarterback for sure. Um, you know, the Patriots are good because by default, they play in a horrendous a, a horrendous uh, division always. So mm-hmm. they're almost, they're almost uh, what's it called? Like handicapped six, you know, mm-hmm. four to six wins a year because of how terrible their division is. But, yeah, uh, the Chiefs, I probably wouldn't want to play them just because that Their offense, offense is, good. is good. But, you know, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Let, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we can go down to Tampa and, and, uh, and get a win. And those Tampa fans, man, I like those people. The one yeah, NFC cool. South team that I really, really actually enjoy are Buck fans, man. The, the stadium is cool. It's got that cool, like, pirate ship thing. It's yeah, got it's nice. nice terrace and the fans are cool um yeah so saints break this three-year losing streak in tampa go down there kick yeah, the get the wins go back home get the dub oh one more bit of news too before we sign off you guys all remember brandon browner right um yeah well apparently he got eight years in prison for attempted murder case uh tmz uh sports reported so yeah guys uh bit of info to leave you there at the end of uh 
at the end of the episode. Can you believe that, Charlie? Eight yeah, years. He, yeah, he is a basket case, man. Just totally insane. Um, sucks that he ever wore the black and gold, honestly. I know, right? Um, you know, on the other side, not on the other side, but another thought <laughs> I, I kind of had was, uh, you know, it, is Brandon Marshall going to ever line up for the Saints? That's what I was thinking, too, because, like, think about it. Like, we've got Keith Kirkwood stepping up, Traquan Smith, Drew Brees is getting other people involved. <laughs> I feel bad for people that bought Brandon Marshall jerseys. Oh, speaking of receivers, somebody tweeted Des Bryant and asked him if his plan is to stick around uh, next year as the Saints. He said that's the goal. So if that's he ends up playing next year yeah. as the Saints, I'm definitely buying his jersey. No doubt, that would be thousand cool. percent. It'd be cool because I think he meshed perfectly well with this team and the fan base and program and all that. So it'd be awesome to have him. It'd be awesome for Breeze to come back. And it'd be awesome to somehow keep Teddy around. Hopefully, that would be man. those would be and somehow keep keep Ingram. You know, uh, we'll leave it up. We'll leave it up to Loomis. But man, I don't know if Brandon Marshall is is going to play, man, because. I mean, I kind of wanted him last week because the young mm-hmm. guys just were not stepping up for Drew at all. They were dropping passes. Dan Arnold fumbling the ball. Traquan Smith dropping a pass. Kirkwood dropping passes. Michael Thomas even. Even Michael you know. Thomas dropping passes. You'd like to have a, a vet like Brandon Marshall who's seen it all, done it all. Um, you know, but here's here's a question. Who, who do you think, let's mm-hmm. say Brandon Marshall is activated. Who loses snaps? I don't know. Dan what Arnold, maybe? Uh, Austin Carr, maybe? Not Keith Kirkwood. I don't think it's Traquan Smith. I like Keith Kirkwood, and I, I feel like right now what he's done, I feel like Drew probably trusts Kirkwood more from what he's gotten. It's what Carr has done, because Carr hasn't really done anything. So I feel I think, like it either be Carr or Dan Arnold. I think a trust on a trust level, I think I think Breeze really, really trusts Carr a lot. I think um, so. Yeah, dumb, so. yeah, yeah. I think there's – I think – Honestly, I think Breeze is the reason why Austin Carr stuck around because yeah, right. He's been in the program for a while, you know, and and mm-hmm. he he and he's just now getting his spot. Um, I think if Brandon Marshall gets activated, I think he takes. I think you 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 said it early, like right when I asked you the question. I think he takes snaps from Dan Arnold because yeah. body type wise, they're almost the same. They're both like six five, six yeah, six. Yeah, they're big guys. You know, big big receiving bodies. So I I feel like he takes snaps from him when ted ginn comes back oh that makes things even more interesting we went from a few weeks ago having like negative two receivers to now have having like 30 in like a few weeks it's it's crazy yeah um it's a good problem to have uh i agree I just hope I, I you know i would like our four to be michael thomas ted ginn trey Quan, and brandon marshall going into the playoffs with that'd be cool with kirkwood arnold you know, you gotta release. You probably have to release somebody, and I don't know who you want to release, man, or or bump him down. I think if you if you push uh, Kirkwood down in the practice squad, someone probably snatches snatches. I bet. Yeah. Uh, Traquan's obviously not going anywhere. Dan Arnold probably same thing. If you push him down, he probably is gonna get. He's probably gonna get snatched. So this Drew Brees effects. Once you play with him, you can never go back, man. Your life yep. has changed forever. Yep. I hope. Yeah. Uh, yeah I hope. I hope um, we find out soon if, if Brandon Marshall yeah. is going to play. Especially last week, I, I would have loved to have somebody that with with really good experience and skill in the game last week. I agree, thousand percent. But with that being said, though, thank you guys so much for tuning into this super long episode. It's a longy but a goodie. We got to cover a lot. We got to review that fluke game that happened last week and we got to preview this awesome showdown that's gonna be happening in just in a few days so 
let's get right into where you can find us on social media. So first off, Dayton Brown couldn't be here. He's on vacation. Dayton, I could have fit in like a, a double XL suitcase if you took me with you. But um, <laughs> yeah, Dayton, who do you think you are not taking us to? Yeah, Cap- right. Like we could have been there. It's okay, man. Have a great time. Hopefully, when you listen to this episode, you can uh, agree with us, our thoughts, and everything. And you can follow him on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. Go check out all of his awesome, awesome photos. I was actually doing that a bit while we were recording because I was jealous. Of him being on vacation with his girlfriend, family, and everything. But you can follow Charlie, our amazing analyst, uh, and co-host with me today. You can follow him at St. Charlie on Twitter. You can follow me at Raymond Tyler M on Twitter. We love posting Saints. We all, of course, post our little individual nicks and knacks. But we love talking Saints. If you guys ever want to, like, message us or uh, have a debacle, anything, we're down for that. So Mm -hmm. you can follow our official Who That Dish podcast account on Twitter at the WDD Podcast. And make sure to check us out on Facebook, uh, for example, whodatdish.com. And we also have a lot of writers writing for Who That Dish and posting them on Facebook. So check it out there. Check out all of the main Saints groups or a bunch of Saints groups on Twitter, Facebook. That's where you can find a lot of our content, too. And as far as our episodes go, you can find it on the web at Spreaker.com. And you can find it on iTunes. Just search uh, who that dish podcast or if you have an iphone just search it you'll find us there but as always have a great night guys and who that who that <laughs>